Welcome to Messy in the Middle, the podcast. We are two realtors from two different coasts working to improve and grow. We believe you deserve to have a thriving business and live a balanced life. Your journey from ideas to implementation starts now. Jeffy, how are you? I'm great. Ed, how are you? Fantastic. You know, just down here on the farm, hanging out, and that's, <laughs> we're going to be talking about. <laughs> What's really funny is like, if people are going to think, is he really on a farm? <laughs> no. I know. <laughs> we're talking about selling the old family homestead down on the farm. <laughs> so. Okay. What is up with that accent? <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's that pretty was bad. bad. But yeah, so homestead, a house that's been in the same family since it was built, 20 long years term. in a home, long-term clients. So this is, and and usually we're working with people who are elderly when we're talking selling the homestead. And what's interesting is you and I have both been experiencing this exact thing Currently, we're both in escrows right now that are like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you're, you're in an escrow. I'm actually prepping a listing right now. That's online. right. But, Sorry. But um, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm working with multiple clients in this situation right now. It's always been a big part of my business. And we've just, we're talking, it's like we're both in these situations where you've got a you know, long-term homeowner mm-hmm. and it's time for them to sell it. And we realize that there are some real points here to make that a smooth, successful experience for everybody involved. Yes. And, and we wanted to share that. So, so right. uh, with that... Uh, this, Let's start with your okay. story, if you don't mind, because you, you were talking to me about a story. You're prepping a listing and, you know, there's a fireplace involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me talk a little bit about that. So, um, you know, and it kicks off some things. So going, working on a property right now, lovely, lovely clients, just love them to death. And uh, they built a home in 1970 and it's in immaculate shape. But when we had the stager coming through, she was suggesting that there's a, you know, traditional brick fireplace that we paint it mm-hmm. and paint it, you know, like a neutral white that along with what all the other paint that we're doing to, to bring things up to, to speed. And, you know, from a design perspective, that's probably what should happen. But it became this contentious element amongst the family. And, and, and you know, the sellers were, you know, actually on board with it. But then the, the kids who are older now, all those memories of that fireplace, the way it is, all the Christmases yeah. that they had, all there. They, you know, one of the daughters in particular really did not want that fireplace painted. And what it made me realize is that, you know, the transaction is not going to hinge on that being painted. And there was so much emotional uh, baggage with it that it just just wasn't worth it. And I talked to them about that. I said, look, Mm -hmm. it's okay not to paint it. Mm -hmm. And if for some reason the feedback comes in where, you know, it becomes an issue, we can always paint it. But let's let's be real respectful to this situation, and you can just yeah. feel like the pressure come out of the room. 
Absolutely. Very smart, smart of you to hear that and not push too hard. And that's really something we'll be chatting about is, you know, who are the people that are involved? It's not always just the parents when you're, when you're selling a home. And that's a great, great, great example of that. There's a lot of emotion, right? Tons of emotion involved. You were talking about the fireplace where you hung your stockings, you know, where they all sat around and read books or did whatever. I mean, every home has its little story that when you have children or heirs involved, it gets really, it gets emotional and you have to be very in tune with that. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. So, yeah. you know, when we kind of dig in a little bit and why, why this matters, you know, again, it's, it's highly emotional for all the people involved. It very likely could be the last move for your clients, right? They're going to a retirement home. And so there's all that emotion going along with it. And, Everything is amplified. Well said. Everything is amplified. Yes. Yes. And we as their trusted advisors need to stay really neutral. We need to be their their person they can rely on. The whole family can rely on. Want to zoom in a little bit here and and take it a little deeper? Okay. All right. I think we should. Yeah. So we're going to zoom in and and really this is all around how do we keep the emotions in check? And I think point number one Read the room. Read 100%. the room. Hundred percent. This is a great thing to see when you're saying read the room too. This is where a lot of times when you're meeting with a seller who's an an aged seller who has family that live in the area, it's great to have everybody at the table together. Even though the parents are the decision makers, a lot of times you're going to see emotions pop up at that t- at that meeting. If not, bring them in on a Zoom call or have a call with them after. Obviously, with the permission of your your clients, the sellers, but. That's all part of reading reading the room. I, I agree. Um, I think another piece of this is I've, I've found in these situations, um, especially if they're if the decision is, hey, we're going to go from this home to a retirement community. Mm-hmm. Usually, there's one partner that's driving that more than the other, and Absolutely. so it's good it's good to try and get a feel for that as to who's the more motivated and what are their what are their um, drivers. And mm-hmm. then who's holding back and, and, and what are their fears a little bit? Right. Um, because if you so understand think, their fears, you can you can help bring light to those things. You know, maybe they need more information. Maybe they need to understand what it looks They don't understand that you can have longer than a 30-day escrow. Maybe they don't want to be there during this process, having people traipse through their home. So they're so that's that's such a great thing, Ed, just to find out who's who's resistant and who's who's pushing. Right. I think also uh, when you're at that home visit, you know, dialing in on the features of the home there and understanding mm-hmm. what could be in the background. So one I always look for is is the primary bedroom on the main level or upstairs. Yeah, you know, and if it's on the main level, it, you know, it could take a long time for for everything to come together. If it's upstairs and they're a little older, that could be a impediment that's coming that they're concerned about. You know, so I think that I think that's a real important one. I actually um, walked the property that I have under contract right now with the daughter. And one of the things that was so neat is there's all these hidden doors throughout the house. And I would have never known they were there, like little hiding spaces and cool hidden plugs and, you know, stories and, and how certain systems work because she's been helping these people 
her parents with their home for many years. So she understands all the quirks of things. So she was a wealth of information for me. You know, and I I think another one here is really push into to understand what's driving the move. Yeah. And understand it. And I was I was with a client in this situation recently and I could feel this resistance. You know, I could feel the tension between the two of them. Not, you know, not bad, but like one was more motivated than the other. And they're you know kind of pulling, pushing and pulling. Mm-hmm. And and I said, let's just stop for a second. What's really what's your biggest concern about all this? And what the what the wife said, she goes, I do not want to be a burden to my children. Oh. Right? And once yeah. we got that out on the table and started talking about that, and I could share some experiences with clients, how things had gone different ways, it's like the floodgates opened and the pathway kind of opened up. So yeah. I think it's a it's a good question to ask. Absolutely. How can you best serve your client if you don't know what their their biggest fear is? You can't. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our show. We get a lot of questions about why we do this, and I want to say that we love it. We sharpen our skills, we get to have fun, and we get to interact with all of you. So thank you for that. Thanks so much. And we do have one favor to ask. If you know anyone that's thinking about buying or selling in the U.S. or Canada, let us know. We have an amazing network of vetted agents that are so good at what they do. And what better gift can you give that person than somebody that's best of breed? Enjoy the rest of the show. So point one, read the room. Yep. Point two, and I think this is this is counterintuitive to a lot of the way our business goes, is yeah. go slowly. Yes. And this is definitely an issue for me. I speak in a rapid tone, I walk rapidly, I work rapidly, and I every time I meet with these particular clients, I, I really have to say to myself, okay, speak more slowly and concisely. Remember to take it to a place where if someone couldn't hear you as well as I can hear, how would you want to be spoken to? Articulate your words, be clear, explain. I mean, so much of the lingo that we use today wasn't being used even 10 years ago. Think of all the internet terms that we use and acronyms that we use. And to get rid of those and and, and speak clearly and concisely is, I think, a very important thing. Yeah. And, you know, slowly, concisely, and educate mm-hmm. The thing you have to remember too, so if a client's, so speak for North Carolina, if a client's been in their home for 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. This case, you know, or like in the 70s, it's even longer. Yeah. (laughs) The contract, the standard offer to purchase, if it goes that back, was two pages. Yeah. You know, hand typed, typed in, right? And now our Mm -hmm. standard offer to purchase, not counting all the addenda, is 14 pages. Mm -hmm. So you think about how different all that is. Right. And having to explain all these, you know, you want to take the time to explain the nuances of the ins and the outs and the pathway and mm-hmm. just just slow down. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I were both talking is that, you know, our industry is all about speeding things up, frictionless yeah. portals yep. for information. Yep. DocuSign. You know, DocuSign. You know, like take the time to go sit down and go over the contract in person. 
Yes, which is something I have done every time I've met with these clients. So I'll call and do an initial call, say, here's an update, here's where we are, this is what it's looking like. Can I come down this afternoon at five or four, whatever works for them? And then I have everything together, which also brings me to another point. It's really a good idea to ask your clients if they have somebody that they would also like to be in the meeting when you're meeting with them. Like these, this particular client wanted to have their um, money advisor as part of the conversation because they are very close friends, long-term clients of each other's, and it made them feel more secure in the decision-making when we were actually accepting an offer. So anything you can do or see to let that let them feel comfortable, that's what you want to have happen. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, fun, it's funny as you talk about this, I was, you know, thinking about circumstances with, you know, older sellers and they're selling their homestead. Yeah. And I've, it, I, uh, multiple times I've had on initial meetings like tea and cookies, you know, yeah. sit down and kind of go through. I've had lunch with clients at their home yeah. where we're having lunch together and we're going over and we're reviewing everything. Yeah. It's much more of this relationship building, which I personally love. Right. But it's that's so different from a DocuSign world where mm-hmm. we're, we're sending things off. So you really, you have to be open to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a, a be respectful story, a be respectful of emotion story. Yeah, I can share that one. So, um, and this you is don't personal. have to. You can tap out if you don't want to. No, I'm happy to. You know, okay. I'm an open book. So, okay. um, I think you have to. You know, when you're dealing in these situations where it's kind of finality, well, finality, but like long term re, uh, relationship with the home, and then and then closing a door, moving to the other chapter. Yeah. you you have to be really respectful of the of the emotion in the room that's latent there, and. My eyes were really open to this, you know, years ago when I was, um, you know, tasked with selling my mom after she passed away. I was, you know, the executor of the estate, and so I sold her home here in Chapel Hill, and you know, did all the prep work, did all the, you know, you know, everything was squared away, just moving on through, and then it came to the closing day, and as you know, in North Carolina, we that's an attorney's office, and it's very kind of yeah. ceremonial. And I got to the closing attorney I knew well. I knew the agent on the side, other side really well. And we get into the office and I burst out in tears. Yeah. And that's the only time it happened. <laughs> and it was at closing. And I'm looking at the attorney going, I can't believe I'm, cl- I'm crying at a closing. <laughs> and, you know, I've done a lot of these. But it was all that emotion, the finality of it hit yeah. And that's where I realized you got to be res- I mean respectful of this cuz we're professionals we're in this all the time you know all the players. Right. And that's when it hits. Yeah. How great to have that emotional piece so that you can really understand what your clients are going through. Yeah. No, you're right. That's good. Thanks for sharing right. that. All right, that brings us to point number 3, family, kids and heirs. Family, kids and heirs. <laughs> really important. You know, where do they all stand? Yep, exactly. Where do they stand? Yep. We, you had the story about the fireplace. I mean, the stories can go on and on and on, but to, to understand the whole dynamic, you know, you're, you're especially with aging sellers, there is a dynamic. Whether you want to be aware of it or not, there are little pieces coming into them all day long that 
kids are calling them, the heirs are calling them, there's communication going on. You really want to be inside that communication to make sure everything is smooth because you want it to be smooth for your your clients. Yep, you sure yeah. do. Yeah. And that goes with, you know, we've talked about it in the story, but that goes, you know, with all the prep work and all all the, the movement along. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I think the bottom line is, you know, have your radar up. Yep. You know, know where the potential landmines are. Mm-hmm. And then that first meeting of really being respectful and moving slowly can set the, can set the tone uh, for the whole transaction. 100%. Well said. Great. So thanks so much. I think uh, you know everybody can benefit from this one as, as we move on in this fast-paced, crazy business. It's like, hey, take a time out and slow down. I like it. Talk to you guys soon. See ya. We hope you enjoyed the show gained insight into having a thriving business and living a balanced life. We also welcome any ideas you would like us to discuss in future shows. Don't forget to like and share. We'll see you next week.